Good day, brothers and sisters, and welcome to another edition of Centurion Faith, the podcast that helps the believer seek the kind of faith that makes Jesus marvel. I just want to say thank you for tuning in and uh, for sharing this podcast with other people, inviting them to join. I try to keep these messages to around 15 minutes, roughly, uh, just for for people to have a quick um, spiritual shot, a booster (laughs) during the uh, day to uh, help you keep your eyes uh, set on Jesus and just to um, help you to continue in the faith. So I want to just get right to my message today and I just want to praise God. I want to thank him for, for his anointing on me and in me. I just thank, want to thank Jesus for providing a way for, for you and I to receive the promise of the Holy Spirit by faith. This is, this is God's way of setting up salvation. Jesus went to the cross for us, shed his blood for the remission of our sins, and not only our sins, but the sins of the entire world. It says in 1 John 2, 2, and that it is his will that no one should perish, but everyone should come to repentance. So as we listen to these podcasts, I just, I, you know, I just want to um, thank him for giving me his words and his spirit by which to speak his words. And I just hope you're blessed today. I hope uh, we, we can share this uh, information, really believing that it's from him, that it's out of his word and out of his spirit. I tried to stick in these podcasts to the word of God and I'll try to stay on point today as I give you this message. But I just want to give God uh, praise, all praise and glory and honor go to Jesus Christ. Uh, I just like to say, thank you, Jesus, for what you've done. Thank you, Father, for sending your Son. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for making us one. So um, with that said, I want to present today's message. It's called How to Abide in Him. How to Abide in Him. You know, John 15 is one of the best chapters in the Bible. The whole uh, beginning of it talks about abiding in him and says, without, you know, if you abide in me, Jesus says, and my words abide in you, you can ask what you will and it'll be done for you. And this is how you bring my father glory and show people that you're my disciples um, by abiding and, and praying and seeing his spirit manifest in our lives and the lives of other peoples that we pray for. That just shows that God is real. Jesus is a real uh, person. He's he's risen, he's alive, and now lives in us through the Holy Spirit. So anyway, how do we abide in him though? There's so many things. Uh, Psalm 91, it talks about, he that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide in the shadow of the Almighty. And I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. And there's just literally almost probably hundreds of scriptures that talk about abiding or resting or remaining in Christ. And I think the, the, the issue that we get into as believers, and I've just discovered this recently, I believe the Lord revealed to me that we, we kind of try so hard and really shouldn't be trying so hard, but just trusting, like more, less trying and more trusting and just trusting that, that God wants us to abide in him but also that he's put his spirit in us. It was his idea. Jesus talked about this in John 14, chapters 14, 15, 16, and 17, where he even prayed this into us. He talks about how he has to go to the cross for the forgiveness of of sins, past, present, and future, um, sins committed by all, all men. 
And then he only not, not only has to shed his blood for the forgiveness of all sin, past, present, and future, but also he took that sin nature and dealt with it by nailing it to the cross or that, that old man or that, as the Bible refers to him as, or that old nature, the sin factory, I call it, was nailed to the cross. So Jesus got the victory through the cross. He's risen. He's at the right hand of the Father. He was raised up on the third day, just like he said he would be. And then he shed forth his Holy Spirit to us believers. And now is our time to go out and walk in that spirit and abide in that spirit. But abiding in the spirit really just comes down to believing that he abides in us and that he'll never leave us nor forsake us. That 1 Corinthians 6, 17 says that that, uh, he that is joined with the Lord is one spirit with him. Ephesians 1, 13 says that the moment that, that we put our faith in Jesus Christ, we were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. I like to picture us as being sealed in the spirit like a vacuum pack that no man can open, that we're sealed with him into one spirit. His spirit wraps our spirit and seals us up. Uh, some people like to think of it as a seal, like a stamp that he's put on us, saying "He's <laughs> this person is mine, this man or this woman belongs to me, and I'll take good care of what belongs to me. So however you can picture it in your mind, I think it's wonderful to just meditate on these truths and all of a sudden you start to just feel so good inside. You're like, wow, God has put himself in me and he'll never leave me nor forsake me. Even on my worst days when I want to leave me (laughs) and I I don't even like myself. um, He says, I love you. I love you, Jeff. I'm here with you. He already anticipated all the mistakes I would make. He, He anticipated the sin that I uh, haven't committed yet that I will commit because we all sin and fall short of the glory of God. But we're all justified freely by his grace that he gives through our union with Christ. So anyway, with that said, I want to jump into some scriptures. First John four thirteen says, how do we know that that we abide in him and he abides in us? How do we know that, that we abide in him and he abides in us? And he says in the next next line the answer to this question he he says because he's given us his spirit so how do we know that we first john 4 13 it's amazing how easy this is how do we know we abide in him and he abides in us because he's given us his spirit so he gives us the the question and then he gives us the answer and he's the answer to all these questions all the questions that we have are answered yes and amen in christ the bible says so we just our part is just to believe that he's put his holy spirit in us and that he will not leave us nor forsake us ever, ever. Hebrews 13.5 says that. Hebrews 13.8 says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Today, Jesus Christ lives in the believer through the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit was sent to reveal Christ in us. You just have to believe that. And, and in, in so believing that God wanted to do something so extraordinary, you start to see extraordinary things happen. I think that's absolutely amazing. And 1 John 2.27 is, is just a scripture that's become so precious to me lately. And it says, um, it says the, the anointing that we have received, think of that, have received, past tense, received means it was a gift. The Holy Spirit was given as a gift. You can't earn it. You can't pay God back for it. You just receive it with gladness and with joy. It says that, uh, 1 John 2.27 says, the anointing 
that you have received of him abides in you, and you don't need any man to teach you. But the anointing teaches you all things and teaches you all truth and is no lie. There's no lie in the anointing. And just as the anointing has taught you, so shall you abide in him. Isn't that a great scripture? The Holy Spirit is given to us. It's a free gift to teach us all things. And as Jesus even said in John chapters 14, 15, and 16, that the Holy Spirit would would bring all things to our remembrance, everything that God has done, everything that he's said, uh, all things are brought to us. And we're taught, we're taught the word of God by the Holy Spirit. We can't understand the word of God without the presence of the Holy Spirit. I tell believers that, that doubt that, well, do I really have the Holy Spirit? I say, well, do, when you read the Bible, does it speak to you? Does God speak to you through his word? Does the Bible make sense to you now that you're a believer? Or does it quicken or excite you when you see a promise in the word of God that someone even either speaks over you or that you read on the pages? Well, that's proof that you have the Holy Spirit in you. If any man have has not the spirit of Christ, he doesn't even belong to God. So do you belong to God or not? Have you put your faith in Jesus Christ? If you've confessed him as Lord and Savior and, and, and believe that he is the son of God and believe that he died for your sins and that he was raised on the third day and was ascended to the right hand of the Father, then you believe he shed forth his Holy Spirit in your heart. And maybe today might be the first day where this reality is being quickened to you or, or stirred up in you, but I'm glad. It's a free gift. It's nothing I'm doing. It's what the Holy Spirit's doing right now through this podcast. Acts 2.38, Peter tells the people that don't know the Lord, he says, repent, repent. That means turn to God, turn from your wicked ways, turn around, change your way of thinking. Repent and receive Repent and turn to God for the remission of your sins and receive the gift, the gift of the Holy Spirit. And he says, this is the same Holy Spirit that you see shed forth amongst all these people. Um, Absolutely amazing. So because we have the Spirit in us, we do hear the voice of God. John 10, 4 says, Jesus says, my sheep know me and they hear my voice. We don't have to try to hear God's voice. We do hear it. We just kind of have to refine it because there's a lot of voices going out in the world. There's a lot of lies. But I think uh, the, the best way to to um, to keep your mind on Jesus or to abide in him is just to think of him all day. Psalm 10, 4 says the wicked have no place for God in their thoughts. They don't even have room for God. This is in Psalm 10, 4. It says that the wicked through the pride of his countenance, has no room for God in his thoughts. He doesn't think of God at all. Psalm 139, 17 says, he's always thinking of you. Before a word is on your lips, he knows your thoughts. All, you know, he, he knows what you're thinking because he's always thinking of you. How precious it says in Psalm 139, 17 are your thoughts towards me, Lord, meaning he's thinking of you all day. All you have to do is start thinking of him. And the more you set your mind, and just think about him during the day. You don't have to have your face in the Bible. That's obviously not practical. I recommend a morning devotion time where you stick your face in the word. You get some good uh, meat out of the scriptures and, and, and let God fill you up 
with his word and with his spirit in the morning. Get That quiet time was precious to Jesus. It should be precious to us. Jesus had to steal away and get some private time with his father. Disciples couldn't find him a lot of times because he snuck off to be with the father. We need to do the same things. My, pre- my most precious times during the day are when I'm in, in, my, uh, in my morning devotion where it's quiet in my house and everyone's sleeping and I can just sit and be alone with the Lord. I hear from him so clearly through his word and then through his spirit. And so those two things are vital. If you're not in the word, you're not gonna know when the spirit's speaking to you because Jesus said, my words are spirit and they are life. So the word and the spirit of God are the two most precious gifts God's given to us. I think of them as like two guardrails on a bowling lane, those, those guardrails that they put up for kids so they can bowl without throwing, throwing every shot into the gutter. And when those rails are up, one rail is the word, one rail is the spirit. And as we try to knock down the enemy and hurl that bowling ball at him and knock down as many demons as we can during the day, that ball bounces back and forth off the word and off the spirit. They counterbalance each other, but they're both vital for the walk of the believer. So be sure you're getting into the word and that you're praying in the spirit and and the word and the spirit. I hope you catch what I'm saying. I think it's hanging out there. I think you can just catch this. Ask God to reveal this more in, in more depth to you and he will. You can ask God for anything. Uh, Matthew 7, 7 says, ask, seek, and knock. Ask and it shall be given to you. Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door will be open to you. You know, if you love to give good gifts to your children, how much more does your Father in heaven want to give you the, the Holy Spirit? So I just want to tell you today, close with this by saying that abiding in the Lord is really just keeping your thoughts on him, thinking of him throughout the day. Sometimes when I'm in my car by myself, I like to just turn the radio off and just drive in silence and just talk to the Lord and just praise him and say, thank you, Lord, for being with me always. Even when I'm having my worst days and I'm performing my worst and not doing things that are pleasing to you, you forgive me and your presence shows me that I am forgiven and that I can have a spiritual do-over. And every day is a new day with the Lord. He just gives us enough for each day to get through. Give us this day, our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses and help us to forgive others that trespass against us. So I wanna close today by just telling you how much the Lord loves you, how much he longs to commune with you spirit to spirit. And I believe he has, if you're a believer in Jesus Christ, he has put his spirit in you already. By faith, I just hope you receive this today, that you abide in him because he abides in you. I love you and I hope you have a very blessed day in Jesus' name.